Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts out there. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor, but still want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, to name a few. Perfect for enjoying with family or friends and taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 2192, Feeling Exposed, by Greg Audino of gregaudino.com. And I'm Justin Mollick, your very own personal narrator today and every day. It's not a typical podcast. There are no interviews. And it's short, almost always fewer than 10 minutes. Speaking of short, let's get right to today's post and start optimizing your life. Feeling Exposed by Greg Audino of gregaudino.com. What do you think of when you hear the word feelings? What do you think of, or better yet, how do you feel when you hear the word feelings? Some might say love or openness, honesty. Some might say wimpy because feelings are for There's also anger, discomfort, and tragedy. These are all feelings. Many of these work and anything else you might think of would work as well. To understand this is the first step towards understanding feelings, which contain two very important attributes that many of us don't quite see, thereby preventing a lot of people from being comfortable with feelings. The first one is what we just talked about, right? The endless amount of definitions or thoughts that pass through your head when considering the word feelings. There are as many responses to the word feelings as there are people in the world. Tony Robbins illustrates this pretty beautifully. He likes to talk about how nothing in the world or anything that happens in it has any value or meaning aside from what we choose to put on it. Our own narratives and experiences cause us to have unique interpretations of everything, which explains why people can have such wildly different viewpoints and so on and so forth. And he's right. The second quality of feelings is how temporary they are. Feelings are always fleeting and apt to change, which many of us over age 14 inherently know, but conveniently choose to forget at times when sulking feels more enjoyable. So this is a good start. We're pretty well caught up already, and maybe a few of you are even having a little chuckle to yourselves about how seriously you take your feelings sometimes. But the truth is that it's not so silly for anyone to take feelings seriously. Though they're both undefined and sporadic, make no mistake that those little run and destroy people's lives and even run and destroy the world. How's that possible though? What's the formula that causes these itty bitty feelings to take such a long and fateful leap? Let's go back to my man, Tony, for a second. The notion of nothing having any value or meaning aside from that which we choose to put on it applies not only to the idea of feelings, but feelings themselves. In many cases, that which brings us the most pain, especially over time, It's not a bad feeling, but feeling bad about bad feelings and creating a cycle of dissatisfaction. We attach our own mental commentary to feelings, 
the same way we do anything else. And when it comes to unattractive feelings such as anxiety, despair, laziness, anger, and so on, it's easy to feel worse about them the more they stick around. It's easy to try to force them out and disallow them in favor of something more cliche and forced, like positivity or confidence. But Greg, wouldn't that not matter since you also said that feelings are temporary? How would little spurts of bad feeling equate to forces powerful enough to shape lives and civilization as we know it? Well, good question, my friend. This is because feelings are brief by nature, but what we bring to them is in many ways unnatural. The stories we tell ourselves about the presence of our feelings and how appropriate they are turn baby feelings into adult emotions. It's kind of like in SpongeBob when Mr. Krabs' little calculator grows up into his precious cash register. Well, it's sort of like that. Maybe I have SpongeBob on the brain. Anyway, I digress. The more we repeat the labels we attach to feelings, the stronger they become, thus turning into personality traits over time. Once you've conditioned your brain enough to think of your feelings in one way, the more a part of you they become, and your knowledge of them being not serious and not here to stay starts to fade away. These personality traits that we have intact are major components when it comes to the decisions we make in regard to ourselves and in regard to the world. The key then is reshaping the way we interpret our feelings. Note that I've used the word interpret, not have. As humans, we can and should expect to experience the whole spectrum of feelings at one point or another. We're never wrong in having any of them. They all have their place and are all serving us in different ways. So no, trying to change our feelings is not the answer. Instead, step over the instinct to assess whether or not what's happening is progressive. To make such a quick judgment of our feelings will inevitably result in us resorting to outdated classical ideas like, this anxiety is getting in the way of my life, or no one will like me if I keep being sad. Ideals that have caused bad feelings to turn into bad personality traits countless times already. So try it. Don't be afraid to say, I'm feeling angry and that's okay. The more we identify our feelings for what they are, natural and temporary, the less control they will have and the less likely the quote-unquote negative ones will be apt to come up. You just listened to the post titled Feeling Exposed by Greg Audino of gregaudino.com. Thank you to Greg, a good one to ponder this weekend. When I was meditating consistently 30 or more minutes daily for over a year, one thing that happened in that experience over time is that as a feeling popped up, instead of immediately letting my identity absorb that feeling and reacting to the feeling immediately, a sort of barrier was there where I could catch that time in between the feeling and reaction. And that's a powerful thing. I don't necessarily think meditation is the only way to achieve this. Meditation might not work for everyone, but learning to catch ourselves in those moments and remind ourselves consistently is key. We don't have to be slaves to certain feelings and emotions. We have the ability to choose how we react to them. So pay attention to those feelings today. Have a great weekend if you're listening in real time and I'll catch you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.